Welcome to Student Transitions, a time to thrive. Life is full of change and resulting periods of transition. And some of our big transitions begin as students, as we move through the educational process and then on to the world of work or further education, university and independent living. If we can learn as students how to thrive through transitions, we will have acquired skills that will support us through a lifetime of change and transition. So, if you're facing changes in your life as a student, listen on as we share our insights and suggestions to help you thrive in a world where change is the only constant. just before we get into today's podcast, I want to tell you about some additional resources available to you. First, this podcast is available with a full transcript for free. Then, for a small fee, you can access a think sheet for each episode in this 10 episode series. They're designed to help you reflect on the content of each episode. To learn more, go to louisewiles.com forward slash successful dash student dash transitions. Hi again, everyone. Welcome to Student Transition, Time to Thrive. This is Elizabeth Gillis with Louise Wilde. Lovely to be back again. Yeah. And today, Louise and I are going to be talking about something that we both feel is central to these times of change and transition, and it's self-compassion. So if we just take a little moment to think about that self is, is part of that word before the compassion. I think I think we all have an understanding about compassion as having empathy and wanting to support people when they're suffering. Um, and um, there's kind of some nice research around all this, all, all this area in that most of us know how to be compassionate to other people. If, uh, if you look at the work by Kirsten Neff, who, um, and she's got a great book called, just called Self-Compassion. Um, and if we, if she looked at um, how, how compassion is used and her statistics came back with sort of 78%, this is in America, 78% of the population thought they were more compassionate to others than themselves. Um, 6% thought they were more compassionate to themselves. And 11% thought they were about equal. So the, a really interesting bit of kind of learning for us about Maybe we can talk about this later, but about why this should be. And I, I guess we would all we would all kind of agree that being compassionate is a good thing. And thinking about these flows of compassion. So there's this obviously clear flow of compassion from us to other people. That's that 78%. And then there's maybe another compassion when we receive um, support from other people. And normally people are all right about that. But then there's a bit about how to be compassionate to ourselves. 
And that's what we're going to be talking about today is about how to bring that compassion to ourselves. So maybe maybe if I can use Louise as my as my talking <laughs> partner and, and say, so Louise, and let, let's imagine, let's just talk, let's just use this kind of context of transition, like moving to somewhere new. But if you had a, a treasured friend who was struggling around kind of moving on somewhere um, or even a change, um, what, how do you think you would respond to them? What, what do you think you'd say? What would your tone be like? Um, is there anything that you would do, like a gesture or, or something? Would there be something you'd do for them? What do you think, Louise? Yeah. Um, well, I suppose the first thought that kind of comes to my head, that knowing how we can be with ourselves through change and transit or times of change and transition is that we have huge expectations about what we should be able to achieve quite quickly. So I think that's perhaps where I would start and, um, you know, and emphasise that yeah, it takes time to um, transition and to settle, particularly if it's a, a big move, um, a move of home and setting up your life in a different place. Um, and so it's really important that people think about you know, that and, and recognise that they are being challenged. And so, yeah, to... to take time to be kind to themselves and and perhaps to take time to recognise what they have achieved. I think we recognise what we haven't achieved. Um, we don't sit down and, and look at what we have achieved over a, a period of time. And so I would encourage them to think about their achievements in that, that period since they've made the move and, and what they've gained through that, mm-hmm. that period. Um, so nice, think, reassuring, soft, yes tone i'm hearing there oh yes well yes reassuring in the soft take tone that would be yeah. you know and don't be in a rush for, yeah, yeah 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 and and probably encourage them i think from a yeah go and have a, a coffee or a drink take them away from everything for a while yeah. and um talk about it in a place that's away from you know what they're experiencing i think that emphasizes the importance of having breaks and recovery time which we have discussed discussed in previous podcasts but you really important to be kind to yourself in that way and to build in that time Um, and to recognize that's part of self-compassion it's the actions that you take for yourself not just the thinking that goes behind it and the mental chatter you know I can relate to the mental chatter you know the beating ourselves up Um, obviously that's not a good thing so thinking about how we're talking to ourselves about what we're doing um, but then being concrete in thinking about what we've achieved and and proving to ourselves that we're actually mm-hmm. you know, coping with quite a lot and therefore need to give ourselves a break sometimes. I think there's another thought that's occurred to me as well as I know that in a new situation, I'm comparing myself a lot to other people. So perhaps I would you know, point out that you know, social social comparison isn't, always the best thing to be doing and I know now you that you know TikTok and being online and seeing what others are doing is, is quite a, a you know, quite addictive and it's something that you people are doing a lot of um, but perhaps suggesting that taking a break from all of that and not looking for opportunities to compare all the time 
um, recognizing that you'll go at your own pace and that's absolutely fine too we all do things at different you know with a different pace we don't so all very, have to be achieving things at the same time so very nice supportive nice tone you're not being overly directive to this friend you're pointing out to them maybe the things that normally happen at these times these are tricky times you might go to a a place where you take us a, a break and have a bit of space to think about it together. So a very nice kind of supportive thing to do when you see this good friend who's struggling. So holding that in mind, I now want us to think about, and we can both do this together, about when we've gone through a struggle ourselves, and, and maybe we could take a change and a transition and, and think about what we actually do to ourselves. Um, because often there's not that soft, supportive <laughs> voice there. This is a time when that inner critic or the judgments come to mind. Mm -hmm. So can you think, Louise, there was a time then when you didn't respond to yourself like a friend would, but you responded to yourself in a different way. Yeah. I, th I can think of perhaps moving, one, one thought comes to mind, moving back to live in the UK. We've been living in Portugal for a long time. We moved back to live in the UK as a family. And I know sort of the first few months, I was very much focused on doing all the stuff that I needed to do support the family and the kids as they transition to their new schools and I was very aware of their transition process um, and I didn't give any thought to mine particularly and I know that towards the end of that sort of couple of first couple of months I remember feeling absolutely exhausted and um, I was trying to work on my business I just had no energy felt completely drained so I hadn't given myself the time to adjust that I realised I needed to be giving my kids and family um, yeah so no self-compassion really there and I paid the price because what happened was I kind of burnt out at the end so it, if I had my time again I would have built in as these are things that I was just talking about the self-compassion the activities the recovery and, and all of yeah. that but I didn't so, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's that's what self-compassion is about it's about treating yourself like you're a good friend Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. if we kind of if we were saying to herself, oh God, Elizabeth, you're hopeless, you're not doing this really well. Look at everybody else, they're getting on far better than you. Um, you're never going to make any new friends here. If we take a moment and think, if our friend was in difficulty and we said that to them, <laughs> we wouldn't be friends for long, would we? So we need to. This is about kind of this relationship you've got with yourself. That's what self-compassion is, is. It's about having that kindness and just knowing what you're going through and treating yourself um, with care. Mm. And that care sometimes can be a soft care. It can be a nurturing care. It can be a supportive care. Or it could be quite a kind of fierce care in that, no, I'm not doing that you know, I need to look after myself at this time. So it, it can have those kind of two sides to it. Mm. 
So it's about developing how it's about thinking about how we're reacting to ourselves and, and notice noticing all of that. And you know, going back to Kirsten Neff, you know, she she has a her her kind of model of self-compassion has three parts to it. So the first part is about treating yourself with self-kindness. So no judgment, no harshness, no um no kind of like, uh, you know, remarks made to yourself that you wouldn't make to a friend. Mm-hmm. So it's it's got self-kindness. And the next bit about it is, is that getting to that point that this world is not a perfect world, but, but tough times happen. We have ups and downs in life. And this is what she would call common humanity, you know, we have to learn with the ups, you know, rough and the smooth. We have to know that there are good times, and bad times. So everything's not just to be perfect. You know, watching out for all those, oh, I shouldn't have been making mistakes and I should be doing this. Those are kind of quite rule-based things and are getting into not kindness, but they're getting into more judgment. So self-kindness, kind of the world is a is a is a tricky place. And the third thing is about just being mindful of what your feelings and thoughts are at a time and knowing that if things are 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 tough you can recognize that and acknowledge it in in yourself mm-hmm. um and maybe kind of sharing a little bit about how i learned this for myself through an experience as a very many years ago a very good friend of mine was was unfortunately terminally ill and they were in a hospice, and I went to I went to see them there. And of course, a lot of the people that were working there were volunteers, and I was I was understandably really upset. And this volunteer took my hand and said to me, held my hand, and said, "This is a hard time." And do you know what? It's the most. It's one of the most amazing things that anybody has ever said to me, just to acknowledge that what I was going through was hard. Mm-hmm. And so for us, you know, we will all have our own kind of words and phrases about um, the things that we can say to ourselves to kind of acknowledge um this is difficult, this is a hard time, this is a time of struggle, change is difficult for me. So that's the mindfulness part of it. And then there'll be kindness parts of it. So the kindness would be about um, what can I do for myself right now? Um, How can I look after myself? You're doing the best you can. So having some kind of language around that and the, the common humanity, the kind of life struggle bit is about you know, life's up and life has ups and downs. Um, this is a phase where it's going to be really difficult for me being in this new place. So it's it's good to kind of develop these these kind of words and phrases that we can use towards ourselves. And 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 with that, I think we know that there's um, you know, during these COVID times when when people have found connection and touch with people, how touch is so important. So I often help people develop a gesture 
you know, often when friends are difficult, you put the, your arm around them or you get close to them or you get on their level. And I know we're not doing it as a, as a video, so you have to listen. So gestures, and you might just have a little play along when I'm saying this. So have a, have a play and just hold your own hand and see what that feels like. Does that feel nice? Does that feel supportive? Sometimes a gesture can be enough. Sometimes it's good to use with words. Um, sometimes I would encourage people to kind of make a fist with their hand and then put a nurturing hand around the top so there's strength and nurture there together. Um, you might want to just give yourself a hug. Often I talk to young people like, like this, they kind, of, they kind of laugh a little bit because then they think, oh, it's ages since I've had a hug from anybody. Yeah. And when you're alone in a transition, this touch is something you could give to yourself. Um, and another one I often use is just to get your, maybe a hand, I've got my right hand, and just kind of put it just below your th throat on, the, on your upper chest and give it a nice kind of press. And the interesting thing about this is that we know that, you know, when people are stressed, there's lots of things that you do. You might have heard this thing about, you know, fill your well-being bucket and what you put in your bucket and stuff. And often you, the things that you put in your bucket is, you know, go for a walk, have a hot drink, have a bath. Well, if you're in the middle of something really difficult, that first seminar that you've got, you're, you're going to uni or that first meeting in a workplace, you can't go, actually, I just need to go and have a bath. <laughs> but what you can do in the moment of it all, if you feel that this nurturing, holding your own hand is a kind of self-compassion, um, kind of soothing thing for you to do, then you could do it right at that moment. And nobody would know, well, unless they've listened to this as well, but nobody would know it's a time that you're saying, this is a hard time. This is a challenge for me at the moment. I'm nervous because this is the first time I'm doing this. So in that way, you can give yourself, you know, self-compassion in a moment. And it'd be something that's easily portable with you wherever you go. I, I, I don't know if you ever use gestures, Louise. Sorry, I'm just I've talked a lot there. But no. do you ever well, use... as, as as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking that I'm very bad at self compassion. Yeah. Mm. I think my brain is full of a lot of shoulds and why haven't yous, and not necessarily really nasty to myself, but high expectations. That's perhaps why I started anyway. I said the expectations right at the beginning, and I think for me that is. Yeah, it just made it's made me really think about you know my expectations are probably um, way above where I need to have them to be honest mm -hmm. with you about what I do and how I conduct myself yeah. and I could do with bringing them down a notch or two um, and building in some of this language for myself because yeah. I don't very often say any of it to myself at all if I really reflect on it I. It's full of what I must do, where I need to get to next, and whatever the, I'm doing during the day. And, 
um so, that so might be a little bit if I go for a dog walk and I might then at that point you know think but I don't I probably I probably plug into a podcast and try and learn something else so <laughs> I think I've so maybe work to I'm do doing here. really well today this is a you know yeah. just sort yeah. of, because that mindfulness bit is about noticing and naming mm-hmm. so noticing this is a struggle for me or noticing I'm really enjoying this yeah, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. because it doesn't always have to be to do with the the challenging stuff it can be like gosh you learned that really well there you really mm-hmm. were able to put that into practice mm-hmm. that's also mm-hmm. self you know compassion yeah yeah and because mm-hmm. the idea about self-compassion is is we don't actually funnily enough want to remove the pain but we want to just acknowledge it mm-hmm. and make sure that we are recognizing and you know it's there yeah 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 brilliant that has given me a lot of food for thought to be honest with you <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be I was thinking that oh I'm okay with self-compassion yeah. I think I'm not actually um mm, no. and so I, you know I wonder why why we're not Louise why why aren't we good at this I think we're just so busy moving through the day um, I think going back to my point about expectations, we have expectations about what we need to be doing and achieving um, and how we might be falling short. So setting goals that, you know, and, and it's not that I don't think you should have goals. I think goals are important, but I think we should spend a lot more time recognising the progress we're making you know, in that journey towards achieving our goals rather than just looking at the end result and realizing we're not there yet because yeah, yeah we spend most of the journey not being there yet. So really we yeah, yeah if we are focusing on what we've achieved that that's that's really helpful. Um I think we're spending a lot of time comparing ourselves to others and finding ourselves yeah. lacking, of course, because we would always do that. Um yeah, so it's it's taking time uh, and a step back and and really thinking about yeah how we would speak to our friends and make sure that we're speaking to ourselves in a similar way. In a similar way. Mm. And I think we're, we're socialised to kind of look after other people. You know, we're that we're taught to do mm. those things. That's what society says. That's what society values. And there maybe has been a a kind of um, tinge of though not borne out in research about if you're thinking about you're after looking after yourself, maybe it's selfish, maybe it's, you know, over and being overindulgent. But actually the research does show the opposite. The research shows that people who have higher levels of self-compassion, you know, have more greater happiness, more life satisfaction, less mental health problems. So it is it is a kind of good recipe for being able to sit with the difficult because there will be difficult and be able to be kind to yourself mm. when those kind of difficulties um, arise. Yeah. And, 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 and there's, there's lots of really interesting research. I said I wouldn't talk about it today, but one bit I want to share with you. So procrastination is a huge thing, right? So we're all kind of putting things off or going off and doing the easy thing first before the difficult. And university students, they were they were either taught, you know, a group of procrastinators, they were either taught self-compassion or just had something to read. And the students that were taught self-compassion were less likely to procrastinate the following day. Really interesting. 
So very useful in terms of a whole range of things, kind of looking after yourself, looking after your mental health, and actually sort of getting on with your work and the stuff that you're supposed Mm -hmm. to be doing. Mm Yeah, I can actually see, I can totally see why that would be as well. I'm just thinking, you know, if you have self-compassion for what we've achieved, you know, that in itself is motivating. But if we're not noticing that and we're not noticing the achievement, then we're, yeah, and and ourselves apart and being cross with ourselves and actually we don't need to be. So, yeah, write down five things you've achieved in the last two days and, and, and celebrate those for yourself and, yeah. And and even notice I actually today I was procrastinating a lot. Mm-hmm. And actually that was kind of hard because I didn't go on to do the other stuff I needed to do. Mm-hmm. So just being able to use that mindfulness of this is what happened mm-hmm. and treating it with kindness and I wonder why and curiosity even, but not judging yourself for it, yeah. not thinking, oh, you were so stupid because there's another day wasted. So have none of that, but have the acknowledgement part of it. Um, yeah. It's really important. Yeah. 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 And I think in the sort of the compassion research, there's something about, you know, compassion um, being about you know, being able to support others um, and then, but also quite action orientated. So, you know, this has happened. So how can I support you to, to move things forward in a positive way? And I think that probably applies to self-compassion too. So it's, yes reflecting on what perhaps didn't work and recognizing that it didn't for whatever reason but then being kind to yourself about that and thinking well, okay what will I do differently tomorrow yeah and I love that that question about what do I need right now and so when you've noticed that moment of struggle or difficulty for you what do you need and it might be you need a hug <laughs> you know it might be you need some kind words you know may you be kind to yourself it it could be lots of different things but knowing how you can be really kind to yourself is important yeah so it is about relationships isn't it louise and we're going to talk more about relationships next but it's about um it's about you know, the longest relationship you'll ever have is with yourself. <laughs> it's so good to be kind and compassionate to friends, but actually you can be more, you can be kinder and more compassionate to friends if you can do it to yourself first. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we'll, we'll put some little notes on a think sheet for you and you can think a little bit more about self-compassion. listening we hope that you found this session on self-compassion helpful here's a quick summary to help you recall the key points compassion is about having empathy and wanting to support people when they are suffering and we talked about Kirsten Neff and her book self-compassion and the research which showed we tend to have more compassion for others than ourselves Elizabeth asked me to consider how I would treat a treasured friend who was struggling. Perhaps you can think about that question for yourself. We then talked about how I would feel, what I would say and do if I didn't treat myself as a treasured friend. How about you? We then discussed 
what self-compassion in contrast to self-criticism can look like, highlighting different kinds of care, soft care, nurturing care, supportive care, and even fierce care. We highlighted the importance of losing judgment and harshness in our critique of our behaviours and actions, and having a kind of kind and supportive language which we can use for ourselves. The value of being mindful about what our internal self-talk is was also mentioned. And as we would, if we were together with a struggling friend, we might use touch and gestures such as hugs, and this can be really comforting. So we wondered, what would work for you? We really hope you found this session helpful in prompting you to develop more self-compassion. Now, if you follow the links in the podcast notes, you will be able to access the transcript and for a small fee, the think sheet we've created for you to help you in putting this session's content into practice. Goodbye for now. We'll be back soon when we will be talking in episode six about asking for help. Please do reach out to us if we can help you further in any way. Bye-bye for now and take care.